couple years down the road, you're driving home from work. Okay. You've had a long day. It's been a long week. Uh, they're doing a new thing at work called Brownies and Bingo. <gasps> it's where you... Um, it's where they have they have a professional chef in town. Okay. And they they make brownies for all the, the residents. All righty. And uh, then you guys play bingo with them, and there's like prizes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like one guy won like five grand towards uh, for like college for his son. Question: uh-huh. Is one of the prizes more brownies? Uh, no, I mean it's it's uh-huh. not it's not so much a prize as much as it is an expectation. Okay. Like they expect you to walk out of there with. Brownies. Several pounds worth of brownies. Okay. I can handle that. Yeah. So you're kind of like the go-to when they're like, Barb, we got a lot of brownies left over. I'll do my best. Yeah. They, uh, they've got a pallet full of brownies. Oh my gosh. They, they drive a forklift across town and oh. they, they deliver them into your, into your, uh, into your place. They have to go to Walmart then and get me a little freezer to put them in. I would oh, buy a freezer. You, will you want a freezer in a bingo game? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's brown. Oh my gosh. You swear that sometimes, like, if you, if you, like, because it's always plugged in, you swear sometimes after you close it, uh, that crumbs fall off of it. Oh, wow. It looks like a big brownie. Oh, my gosh. So, you've got a brownie freezer filled with brownies from your work for brownies and bingo night. Okay. It's a good thing, too, because you've had a tough couple days. You're just going to go home. you got the next two days off. You're just going to relax. You're going to break into that freezer, see what happens, get wild. Yeah. You take the exit, like, uh, or you take like a like a turn to get onto your mm-hmm, street. Mm-hmm. There's a big pothole in the street, and you thunk, you hit it, and you hear like a pop, and no. you feel your front passenger tire go flat. Crap! Like son of a bitch, right? <laughs> Got a bag of brownies in the front seat. You bite a little piece off, take a bite of it, just melts all your cares away. Yes, they do. So you pull over. You're like, what the hell did I hit? So you pull over. You take a look at the tire. You see that it's flat, but you're like mm-hmm. pretty close to you to where you're yeah, pretty close yeah. to like your your driveway. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna you're like you know what I can at least I can at least get. I it needed off the road. new tires anyway. So anyway, it's you know okay, whatever yeah. you know yeah. you were hoping for that yeah. in the bingo game, but that went to uh, a you, the, a resident at your work one the free tires, <sighs> and they don't even drive. They don't even drive. Oh. So you're pretty pissed about that. Yeah, yeah. You even said that her name was Phyllis. Gums. Okay. She won. She won a, a free set of four all-weather tires. It was a six hundred dollar value. They were going to get installed for free, but she's oh. like in a nursing home, so she's not going to use them. And you Darn were it. pissed. I was pissed. I you were be. real pissed. Yeah, that's hence all the brownies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you've been crushing them on the way home. I would be. Yeah. You think, son of a bitch, Phyllis? Really? What doesn't she have? Really? This lady, Phyllis Gubbs, is the envy of everybody at that nursing home. She has a gold-plated wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. Got any idea how hard those things are to push when they're gold? Not this. They're it's so a special heavy. wheelchair. It's uh, car- it's gold-plated, so it's carbon fiber underneath. It just glides oh, across whiz. the floor. Yeah, and that, she doesn't need all-weather tires for that, does she? She no. gets, in, in lieu of oh, the gosh. all-weather tires for cars, she gets all-weather tires for her gold-plated wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. And she, I'll tell you what, it changes her life. Really? She starts going outside. She starts wheeling around a little bit more. These all-weather tires, 
She's wheeling around the facility in the rain. She's doing donuts in the parking lot. People are losing their minds. Donuts? Everybody starts to love Phyllis. Mm, okay, okay. It really, uh, but you just never get over it. You know what I mean? Those could have been my tires. Those, Those should have been, been my tires. tires. And by God, you need one because you got a flat. Yes, I do. So you, uh, you pull into the driveway. You park your car. You get out to see what you ran over in the street. And there's a mm. pothole there. And there's something in the bottom of the pothole. It's like a golden spike. Just what? kind of sticking up out of it. You get down, you kind of brush the, the, the gravel okay. away. It's okay. just like on the side of the street. Okay. And the, the gravel comes away pretty loosely, like like it was something was placed in there. Ah. You start digging and digging, and uh, it's an Emmy Award. Okay. You pull out this Emmy Award. It's an Emmy, and it looks brand new, right? Wow. Brand new. It says, TV show of the year. The show's called What's the Fuss? Okay. <laughs> and it's a show. It's when you pick it up, you're like, where do I know this from? Uh-huh. Like, What's the Fuss isn't a show that's in like, you know, it's not like public knowledge, you know, right. you, you can't think of it. But right. it, it sound, but you, you just have like a vague memory of it. Like, did I see this show? Like from when I was a kid way long ago. You think that, but you're like, no, it wasn't that. It was, it was. It was when it was probably when like you know the, the kids were younger. It's mm-hmm. a show that you remember. You can just kind of remember faintly. Uh-huh. What the hell? It it just it just always escapes you, right? right? Oh, I hate that feeling. So you go home. You look it up on the internet. You go, "What's the fuss?" Okay. And you can't find anything about this TV show. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And you're looking at the Emmy, and it's it's real. You know, it's heavy. It's bright gold. Uh-huh. You're like what the hell is this? And you so you start looking around on the internet. You uh you find like uh there's a, a some forums online mm-hmm. that talk about favorite TV shows of yesteryear. Yeah. And you see a post way down in the depths of this forum that just says what the fuss. And uh so you click on it. And it's a guy going, "Hey, does anybody remember this show?" I, I I feel like, but I can't find anything about it. But I, am I wrong that there was a show called "What's the Fuzz"? That I, Ooh, you know, does he also say that he that he found an Emmy and hole in the? In the no, it's just a guy no. asking if anybody's seen anything okay, about that show. Okay. Would you reply to it? Yes, I would. What would you say? I would say hi. Uh, yes, and I taxing my memory, and I can't remember anything about it. Who was in it? About what time was it? Mm-hmm. What was the concept of this show? So you uh, you reply to this years old question. Mm-hmm. Nobody had answered it. You reply. You get a response back virtually immediately. Ooh, that's weird. So you you replied, yeah, I I remember the show. And then there's a guy. Uh, his username is horn dog 1469 and okay he uh he's like yeah I've, I've been doing my research and he was like i've had this typed up forever he's just been saving it in his on his clipboard on his computer uh-huh so he just uh he goes from what i could piece together what what's the fuss was a, a cop show in the 80s starring scott Bayo, where oh he plays gosh. a really lax uh like boardwalk cop uh-huh, uh-huh where there's just like crimes happening up and down santa monica like the the pier uh-huh and uh 
he sees like a guy mug an old lady and like run past him and he's eating an ice cream cone, just elbows propped up. And he turns to the camera and goes, what's the fuss? Oh, right. So it was, uh, it was like, it, it was, uh, it was a pretty cheesy show as well from what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He goes, but this guy who, uh, horn dog that you're talking to, he's like, yeah, there's just not a lot of information on it. I, I don't know. I don't know what it's to do. Probably like, ashamed of it. I, I like part of me thinks that I'm, I'm fabricating this memory. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Am I hallucinating? Mm-hmm. And he feels like he's at wit's end. You know, he's got mm-hmm. this whole message. He goes, any any help you have, anything you can remember about the show would really be appreciated. All I can tell you is I know it won an Emmy, but that's all I can tell you. I didn't even remember the Scott Bayo thing. He goes, an Emmy, huh? Yeah. Can you believe that? That piece of crap. He goes, uh, what what was it? For? What Emmy was it for? Wait a minute. Let me, you look let me, down at the. It says TV show of the year. TV show of the year. 1982. 1982, TV show of the year. I don't know. I've always heard that it won an Emmy. Yeah. Of course, it could just be uh, an urban legend, but I don't know. So you tell him that, and he goes, an Emmy, huh? He goes, I can't find anything. You think that information would be somewhere? A very very prominent, like Uh an Emmy, I'm sure they have records of all that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing on the website. This is crazy. Would you tell him that you have an Emmy Award? No, no, I don't think I would. And he he says, if only we just had some proof. <sighs> Darn, if only I knew how to use my phone well enough to send him a picture of the Emmy. How about if I tell him this? I have seen an Emmy. I've seen it. Uh, I can't tell you where it is. It was at a resale, except that it was at a resale shop in St. Louis. And I saw an Emmy. So you're going to tell him that you found it at a, an Emmy at a resale, at a resale shop, shop. Louis? Well, it would obviously be fake or it wouldn't be in a resale shop, right? So he tells you, he's like, St. Louis, huh? Yeah. He goes, all right, that's a that's a start. Hmm. So you and Horndog develop a pretty close relationship. You guys, uh, he, he really confides in you, tells him about his marital problems. He and his wife are getting a divorce. She just doesn't understand him. She doesn't understand him. He's mm-hmm. also not a good husband. I figured that. Yeah. He's he's really pouring a lot of time and energy into things other than their marriage. And frankly, it's it's been done for years. This is all kind of just a formality. But he uh-huh. sees the St. Louis trip as like, he's like, I'm going to, this is my passion. Uh-huh. I want to find out what's going on. Is this, this is real? Obsession. You yeah. Mean, yeah. It's changed his life for the worse. So you and Horn, he goes on to tell you his name is uh, Jim Bellissimo. Oh, and okay. he, uh, Jim Bellissimo, is coming down from uh, Connecticut. He's gonna he's gonna scour you you, you so you like hey, you guys talk about it. He's gonna scour the resale stores of the St. Louis area. You give him a, a couple ideas of where where mm-hmm. you might have seen mm-hmm. it, but you never tell him about the Emmy. Right. In spite of your close friendship, you, you never tell him. A guy goes by Horndog sixty nine is. 1469. No, for, for, pardon me, 1469. That's and, when his uh, his ancestors his, landed in yeah. America. Oh, okay, 1469. They, yeah. they showed up here in 1469. He had a, his family had a plot of land. Um, in Connecticut. It was in, in Connecticut. His family came over from uh, from Europe somewhere. Yeah. They landed here in 1469. It was it was honestly well, he, he was it was what, pretty a miraculous. Scout for Columbus 1492 or something. I mean, he wow. doesn't really know that he doesn't really know. There's uh, a lot of disgrace in okay. his background. I, I I'm getting that. I think in his foreground too. Yeah, he's not a happy guy. No. So he uh, you never tell him that you have an Emmy. 
Okay. So what would you what would you do with it? Oh, what would I do with it? Uh, I would shine it up real shiny, and it would. You don't have to. It's already shiny. Okay. In fact, it's the shiniest thing <laughs> you've ever seen. I would put it in my house somewhere. When you where look it would at reflect it, light. When you look at the yes, reflection, yes. you look ten years younger. Oh my! I don't think I'd ever leave the house. No. <laughs> what would I do with it? I would put it somewhere where I could adore its dazzling sparkle, but I would never tell anybody. So you have it on a on a shelf in your yes, home by the yes, door. Yeah. You look at it before you leave. Yes. You look at it when you come in. And I'm perplexed every time. Every time. Every time. You see that there's um another thing that they do at your work is they have like an antiques roadshow thing mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. where people will come in and uh you know they'll a lot of times it's like get the families in there and they'll they'll have um so how it works is like they have somebody come in saying, hey, we're going to have an Antiques Roadshow oh, event. Okay. And then family sense. members come in and they show off like family heirlooms right. uh-huh. and like pictures of grandkids. And the right. guy who hosted is just like, this is priceless. Uh-huh. His name <laughs> is uh, Sergeant Sam Slender. Okay. And he's ex-military, but he's seen the world. He knows his shit. He's a big antique buff. Okay. So you're going to have that event coming up. Would you bring the Emmy with you? To see if it's worth anything. Yeah, I think I would. So you're, um, they're doing this event. You're kind of hanging out in the back, just waiting. Yeah. You, you're mm-hmm. trying to be very inconspicuous, right? You know? Do it toward last when yeah. everybody's left. Everybody's bringing up their like family quilts and like they got vases and shit. One guy has uh, the first um, fake eyeglass nose mustache combo Ooh, that was ever classic. in the United States. It was ultimately worn by Groucho Marx. Mm-hmm. The day he died. Okay. That thing's worth like 20 grand. Uh, somebody has like a, a first edition Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Signed by uh, J.T. Salinger. Mm-hmm. It was J.D. Salinger's uh, locker mate in college. Aww. They didn't get along. He doesn't like if you talk about it. <laughs> but he signed it in first edition. Okay. It's worth like 80 bucks because it's not, not the good. right signature. So you're watching all these people and uh, you're just families being together, sharing each other's time. And then you go up there and you, you go to the Sergeant Sam. You say, hey, I've got this. And you pull the Emmy out of a bag. Okay. And he grabs it. Mm-hmm. And when he grabs it, you see like his eyes sort of flash gold for a second. Oh, and he, he goes, he goes, where did you get this? He goes, I haven't thought of this show in forever. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, oh, my God. And I said, you, you remember this? Is this real? He goes, yeah, it's got the the guy, the Charles in charge guy. He yeah, goes, yeah. I don't, I don't remember a lot about it. He goes, but man, I haven't thought about this show in twenty years, I probably. Know. He goes, where I did remember. you find this? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. He goes, Miss, I've been around the world. I've seen everything. There's not a lot that that will, you know, that I won't believe. Lay it on me. Well, I found it in a hole. In the pavement. Makes me very suspicious. Because that meant someone close by had it, or it fell out, and it fell in the hole when it bumped out of their car. I don't know. This is a hole in the pavement. Yes, sir. He was, you just found it sitting in a hole in the ground. Yes, after I popped my tire on it. He goes, that's interesting. He looks at it. He looks at his reflection in it. He goes, do you mind if I make a phone call? Please do. So he steps away. He goes outside. He pulls out one of those big military phones and a oh, backpack. Wow. He sets up an antenna. It takes him like 10 minutes. 
He's got a secure line. He calls oh and he goes, gosh. he goes, this is bigger than you or me. Oh, wow. He goes, somebody is preventing the memory of this show from getting through to the American people. Yeah, the people that made it because it sucked. He goes, Barb, I think we've uncovered something here. He goes, I need this statue. Oh, okay. So you give it to him? Uh, give me give me enough money for new tires and it's yours. He goes, he, he goes, which car is yours? You walk out in the parking lot. He goes, I'll put a call in. Okay. So you um, you give him the statue, the Emmy Award. Uh-huh. He goes, your country thanks you for your service. Oh, my gosh. He uh, he then gets on the phone. He disappears into the phone, and the phone just kind of collapses oh in and God. of itself. It floats up into the air into a brilliant glowing orb and then just kind of blinks out of existence. And you're like, well, that's that's weird. So you go home, grab a couple brownies out of the freezer. I'm starting to think they're pot brownies from the sound of it. You wonder if they are? Yeah, and man, something in them. I don't, I don't know knows? who made these brownies, but woo. So you... Uh, you go home, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning, you go out to get in your car, and there's a brand new set of four tires <gasps> in the car. Oh, my gosh. That's all I wanted. And they are nice. Wow. Very nice tires. Okay. You get in. There's a note on the dash that says, enjoy the minute, new tires. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They got in my car? They're the government. They can do what they want. Oh, my God. It says, enjoy the, enjoy the new tires. There's a smiley face. Oh, yeah. It's so a you, smiley face that throws you off. Yeah. You get in the car, you start driving. Mm. When you're driving, you're going into work. You uh, you go to turn, and you see that there's like, um, like a flash behind you. Mm-hmm. You look up in the mirror, and in the back seat, it's kind of hard to describe. There's just a man's face. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's hard to focus on because it's just a plume of smoke. Huh. He takes a Definitely big, weed brownies, something stronger. One of the he two. takes a drag off this off of a cigarette. Uh, excuse me, you do not smoke in my car. He he cracks the window and he looks at no, you. No, no, he's got one outside. red eye that glows a little bit. Larger. Well, that's because you're smoking in my car. I pull blows, over to the side and I want to throw him out. You do not smoke in my car. So you pull over to the side of the road. What yes, you, I pull over to the side. What do you well, do? Wait you a minute. Turn, wait a minute. Do you turn around? You I get can't. out. I pull over safely. I put my blinker on first, okay. of course, and I pull over. Depends on where I am. Pull over, and I tell him out. What do you do? You turn around and tell him. Do you. I look at him in the mirror, and he goes. He's like the statue. Where is it? Get out right now. He just kind of laughs. I don't care. He goes. I'm I'll not going anywhere, Barb. You turn around. There's nobody back there. Yeah, it figures bastards. Yeah. You look back up in the mirror. He just—you can almost swear—he's just laughing at you through the plume oh, of smoke. Okay. He goes, "Barb." He ashes out the window. His left eye glows a little bit more red. He says, "Barb, I'm the man in the back seat." Well, quite he obviously, you're the man. Rules the road. Oh gosh. He goes, "And uh, I need that. I need that Emmy." Well, tough noogies, buddy. I gave it to the guy that disappeared into his phone, and then I went home and ate what are obviously peyote brownies. He goes, a guy who disappeared into his phone? Yes, the guy disappeared into his phone. He goes, you remember his name? Sergeant Pepper or something like that. Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant okay. Pepper. Sergeant Sam. Sergeant Sar- something. And he, you say Sergeant Sam, and his eye lights up. Oh. And he goes, okay. Okay. He goes, okay. He goes, well... I guess you can't help me any longer. 
no, just leave me alone. I got to go to work. I'm going to be late. He goes, thanks, Barb. You're welcome. Get out he of my He smiles like a, like a shit-eating grin at you. Yeah, I was married once. I know what that smile is. The window's cracked. He just yeah. kind of gets sucked out of it. The smoke. Good, good riddance. And I roll the window back up. You on roll the window back up. There's no oh. scent of smoke in your car. Well, thank goodness. Except for just the tiniest, <sighs> faintest scent. Oh, I hate that. Just a whisper. Just, just to smoke. know that. Ooh, ooh. Just a suggestion. I don't care. It's going to piss smoke. me off the rest of the night. Knowing that this guy smoked in my car. Just, I don't give a darn care about his Emmy. It's just a suggestion oh, of smoke. I don't care. I don't care. Just so you, you go to work, just kind of like rattled by the whole thing. Well, I would be you too. Know. You um, go to work. You just kind of smell this faint scent of smoke oh, on you the gross. whole night. It just really puts a damper on your on your mood. Yes, it does. You go back home. You spend another couple weeks just sort of constantly living in this whisper of smoke. Ugh, gross. See, that's why. You get that crap in your car and on your clothes, you can't ever get it off. Two weeks to the day oh. that that happened, you go into work. Yeah. There was um, there was a parade that day. Uh-huh. It was a local fisherman's union parade. Okay. But it's like Southern Illinois, so it's just right. like two guys. Right. Gotcha. They shut down Main Street in Waterloo. That's not much. They have a much. whole parade. Yeah. They throw out like bags of candy. That's it's exactly It's a long parade route, so it's just two guys carrying giant mail sacks full of candy. Which, by the way, goes almost completely right by my house. So. And they're hucking them. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. throwing them at kids. Like, mm-hmm. one kid gets hit with a tube of Smarties. He's never the same. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So, Sad. there's like all these cops out there. Uh-huh. And you see- Because we have nothing better to do than- No. It's right by, right by your work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The parade route goes right by your work. Mm-hmm. Like the residents are sitting outside enjoying mm-hmm. the day. Pretty weather. Yeah. It's very nice. You see, um, you see somebody from the crowd like snatch a purse and take off down the sidewalk. Oh my gosh! And you see it, and you run up to this cop, and he's just kind of leaning up against this, uh, against this banister, and you go, "Look, this guy just he just stole that lady's purse," and he turns to you, and it's a fresh-faced Scott Bayo. Crap. And he just kind of shrugs, and he takes a bite of an ice cream cone, and he goes, eh, what's the fuss? God. Every day for the next 1,217 years, you relive an episode of What's the Fuss that takes place in your own universe. Uh, you are always trying to prevent a crime, and a uh, Scott Bayo just really doesn't give a shit. He's always eating an ice cream cone every time oh you go to gosh. report it. And then eventually the Lanolax Corporation just wipes it from all public existence. Uh, oh. Horndog was so close to figuring it out. He had what a. What happened to him? He found Sergeant Sam. They fought uh, over the. They wanted the Emmy. They fought on top of the St. Louis Arch, and they uh, they fought at the side. They each oh. had suction cup shoes. They fought their way up to the top of the arch. Okay. And then they tackled. Uh, they tackled each other off the top. The Emmy was destroyed into a thousand pieces. Oh, my gosh. And then that's why you were stuck in that show loop forever. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Until horrible. The Landowners Corporation got it out of existence forever. Well, they did and then, something uh, good, Yeah, though. you disappeared. <laughs> that just shows you, kids. You died next just to Scott Bale. Just say The no. very last episode was yes. um, you were in an Arby's. Yes. And uh, you saw a guy order a beef and cheddar, and uh-huh. then he smeared a handful of shit on the, on the wall. And you're like Scott. You're like Scott Bayo. Oh my god! What are you doing? And he was just sipping a Jamocha shake, and he goes, eh, "What's the fuss?" Oh my gosh! And he goes, "What the fuss?" And then existence blinked out, and you died. Wow. I mean, you didn't die. You just sort of disappeared. 
You were blinked away. And, and the smell of cigarette smoke lingers. It, it was the last thing you smelled. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, that's that, not fair. You were in that Arby's and you oh. thought, maybe I can just escape it with the smell of roast beef. Yes. And you were there and you just, as soon as Scott Bayo turned, you just caught a whiff. You. So there was Dookie. Oh, yeah. In there spite, was Dookie smell. There was roast beef. smoke smell. Shit smell. And Arby's Whatever smell. Scott Bayo's wearing. Oh he wore God. a lot Whatever of cologne in those days. Whatever cologne he's wearing. And the last thing you smelled was just that faintest whisper of smoke. This isn't fair. You know that. And then he got blinked out of existence. Gee. 